Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. As we move into Hebrews chapter 5, let's start with a caution. This passage may not seem relevant to some of us, but it is. The most important truths we can learn are truths about God, who He is, what He is like, what He does, His expectations and requirements. Many have turned the Bible into a self-help book. They see it as a collection of sayings that are designed to make them happier. God is the source and center of His Word. We need to hear what He says. So today on Drawing Near, we learn about the sovereignty of God as it relates to His calling of His people into His service. Let's open our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 5 and study Called and Appointed by God. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. Our Heavenly Father, as we come before you today, we want to acknowledge your sovereignty over all things. You are God. You are the King of your kingdom, and your kingdom is everything that exists. Help us, Father, to recognize that you are in charge, that you are in authority. That doesn't mean you make every decision for every single person, but rather every single person is under your authority, your leadership, and you affect change, you guide and control, you bless and you judge according to your own wisdom. Father, we thank you for who you are, and we thank you for helping us to know a little at a time who you are. Guide us in our study. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Let's begin today by reading Hebrews chapter 5, beginning at verse 1. For every high priest taken from among men is appointed for men in all things pertaining to God, that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. He can have compassion on those who are ignorant and going astray, since he himself is also subject to weakness. Because of this, he is required as for the people, so also for himself, to offer sacrifices for sins. And no man takes this honor to himself, but he who is called by God, just as Aaron was. After the children of Israel left Egypt and their bondage, God gave them his law, and God gave the children of Israel the sacrificial system. When God gave the children of Israel the law, he was holding them accountable for sins. He knew as he gave them the law, that there would be disobedience or sinfulness. And so he gave the sacrificial system, the system in which priests would sacrifice animals, shed their blood, so that the people's sins could be forgiven. All of this was a type, a forerunner of the person of Jesus Christ. Ultimately, Jesus Christ would come into the world. He would be the sacrifice for sins. He would be the great high priest who sacrificed himself for those sins, and he would die on the cross, and there would be no need for a sacrificial system anymore. He would pay for our sins once for all. In the course of all of these things, God instituted the priest system. He took the tribe of Levi, and he took individuals, men, out of the tribe of Levi, and established them as priests. And over all of those priests, there was a high priest. And that's the basic background for what we're looking at here today. And so we're told in verse 1, every high priest 
taken from among men. Notice they don't present themselves. God takes them from among men, is appointed for men in all things pertaining to God. At the end of verse 1, we're told what their main function was. They were to offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. There were a lot of different things in the sacrificial system that were required. There were gifts. There were various things that would atone for sin. And these high priests were to be right before God. They were to stand before God and men. And then they were to make sure the sacrifices met God's standards and then present them to God. There were times when people tried to present gifts and sacrifices that did not meet the requirements of God. Malachi, the last book of the Old Testament, talks about this. Well, going on in verse 2, we're told this high priest can have compassion on those who are ignorant and going astray. He can have compassion on those who are sinning, since he himself is also subject to weakness. The high priest can have compassion on the people he serves because he struggles in his own flesh. This goes back to Jesus being tempted in all points just like we are. Jesus has compassion on us because he knows our struggle in temptation. Now, we sin sometimes after being tempted. Jesus never sinned, ever. He was tempted, yet without sin. And therefore, we need to make this point. Simply being tempted, simply having sinful desire, is not sin in itself. We need to resist the devil and he will flee. We need to take God's way of escape from temptation and flee. We're told there's no temptation taken, but such as is common to man. And with every temptation, God provides a way of escape. We need to take that way of escape. But when we sin, we have a compassionate high priest today in Jesus Christ who sympathizes with our weaknesses because he himself was tempted. That's what this is dealing with. In verse 3, it says, because of this, because he is also subject to weakness, he has compassion on us. He is required, as for the people, so also for himself, to offer sacrifices for sins. Now, this is where this comparison breaks down. Jesus was required to offer sacrifices for our sins, but he did not need to offer sacrifices for his own because he had none. He was spotless and without blemish, which allowed him to be the sacrifice. Had Jesus been sinful, we would still be in our sins. We would still be condemned to eternal damnation. We needed a spotless, sinless sacrifice, and Jesus was that. In verse 4, we're told basically the point that God is trying to get across in this passage. Verse 4, And no man takes this honor to himself but he who is called by God, just as Aaron was. The whole point of this passage isn't to learn about the sacrificial system. It's not to learn about the law, not even to learn about the sinlessness of Jesus. It's to learn about God's sovereign appointment of the high priest and appointment of the Lord Jesus Christ. God's emphasizing that Jesus came into this world, experienced temptation, resisted temptation, and he was appointed our great high priest. It's important we understand that about Jesus, but it's also important, because of this context, 
to understand that God appoints individuals to his service. Sometimes we think we're selecting individuals for service. And when we try to select individuals for service, apart from God's Holy Spirit working in our lives, we make grave mistakes. The world is full of people who are serving God in the ministry who have no business doing so. They don't meet God's standards. And yet that's what takes place. And yet in some way, God is sovereign over this whole process. God works in our hearts and lives, and he blesses and guides. He even uses corrupt individuals for his purpose. An example of that is Caiaphas, the high priest in Jesus's day, was used by God to put Jesus on the cross, just like Pilate was. God wanted Jesus on the cross, and it took a corrupt high priest to do that. That doesn't mean God shared in his corruption, but God used the faultiness of humanity for his own purpose and glory, because God is sovereign. I don't understand all that God does. I don't know why he allows certain people into positions or places of authority. I don't know why he does what he does. But I am clear that the Bible teaches us God is sovereign. He can make changes anytime he wants to, and he will judge those who serve in a sinful way and bless those who serve in a godly way. God appoints individuals. This is very challenging for some people, but we need to surrender to the wisdom and the knowledge of God. There is a judgment day coming for those who serve badly, wrongly, but there's also a day of blessing for those of us who submit and honor God, even as we submit to those who are not godly. No, we're not to submit and sin, but we are to submit to individuals who are over us because God has called us to. And where they call us to sin, demand us to sin against God, we defy their demand to sin and accept the consequences, just like Jesus did. There was no reason for Jesus to go to the cross, no reason in and of himself. And yet he went to the cross, silent, humble. Why? Because he was being submissive to those individuals who were ungodly, and he did so for the glory of God. And I'm thankful that he did. Aren't you? Father in heaven, thank you for this passage. I don't know how clear I've made it. I pray, Father, that you would help us to understand you are in control, and there are many individuals we need to submit to, and there are those of us who are placed in positions of leadership and authority that we need to be very, very careful to acknowledge your will and do things for your glory. Father, I thank you for this passage and passages like Ephesians chapter 4 that talk about how you give gifts, how you provide leaders, how you appoint individuals to positions. Father, help us to understand these things. Help us to yield to your will, even when that looks like we're yielding to sinful people. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the promise that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.